guys! Alright, I might sound a little bit different this episode, not only because the sound may be muffled from a giant pile of blankets on top of me, but I'm actually home in Ohio right now, trapped in a freaking ice storm, and I'm here for the holidays. I don't have any of my recording stuff, so we're going to go back to old school. I'm recording on my headphones today, so I hope that this episode is bearable. Kind of gives you a little flashback to when I first started the podcast, but... I wanted to make sure that I could record another episode before the year ended because this is my second to last episode of 2022 and I have a lot to share with you guys. First thing being, people always ask me, oh, do you see yourself living in Austin all the time? Like, you know, what's your what's your future in Austin? And I say, I don't know. But what I do know is that there is no way in hell I will be moving back to Ohio anytime soon. This snowstorm is absolutely absurd. It's freezing outside. It's below zero degrees. Um, So Connor actually came into, well, actually, first of all, let me just say welcome back to Fun All Weekdays podcast. Just me today, if you can't tell. My mom did want to be on the podcast, but I told her that's a great episode. That's going to need to wait for 2023. We do a little revamp, get people excited again. So this is just me, just, you know, plain old me boring. Anyways, what I was going to say is I am back here in Ohio and I came back here on the 20, uh, the 20th, yes, came back here on the 20th, and Connor came here on the 21st. I booked my flight earlier, he booked his flight later, I've been asking him, like, please, please, please come home, I have this holiday party that I do with my friends from high school every year, I really want you to come, I want you to meet everyone, my mom and dad wanted to see him, anyways, he comes here, and on the 22nd, Well, I guess this is kind of a story in itself. Okay, 22nd, we did our Friends from High School annual holiday party. This is now our seventh year that we've done it, which is crazy to even say that because how is that? How is that possible, actually? No, I guess, yeah. So we graduated high school in 2016, and then that following fall was our first annual um, Friendsgiving. And we used to do it at my friend Tessa's house in her garage. Everybody would bring a bunch of food, whatever, you know, play a bunch of drinking games. So fun. That was only about three months after not seeing each other. Now we're all older. Um, you know, during college, people aren't home for the summer or they move, whatever. So every year we always do this. So it's either Friendsgiving or in the past two years, we've done Schittsmas that's what we call it, is a Christmas party instead, just because more people are typically home for Christmas than they are Thanksgiving, now that people live all over the country. Um, So this is basically what I look forward to all year. This is basically my version of a Super Bowl. (laughs) Getting all of my high school friends together in one space is always so fun, and I'm just so fortunate that, like, I'm still really close with people, you know, in my hometown, and I feel like that's something that people struggle with a lot is not being able to make friends post-grad or in college or maybe in high school, depending on what time we're talking about in your life. It's different for everyone. But for me, my high school girlfriends are like, they will all be in my wedding someday. I just feel as though I haven't found many friendships in my life that really compare. And not that any friendship should compare, but it's just totally different. Like we grew up every single day together. We hung up, we hung out every single weekend And you don't really get to do that in your adult life. So your friendship just is, you know, growing at an accelerated speed, I guess, when you're younger and you have the opportunity to see each other all the time. So I was really, really excited to be home for it. But I was just as excited because 
Connor was coming this year and he's met a handful of my friends from home, but I feel like you really get the full picture. (laughs) And I'm not going to lie, you guys, I was kind of nervous because, well, a couple things. So the guys that are part of our friend group are, I don't know, they have like their own sense of humor. It's a lot of inside jokes. And if, if you don't know them, it might not be funny to you. And I just didn't know how they were going to treat him. Now that we're like more adults and we're, you know, more mature, um, I wouldn't say that they were always the nicest people. Like they just, they tend to, you know, kind of pick on people. And it's in a loving way because they're, you know, we're all friends at the end of the day. But anyways, Connor's like 28. My friends are all 25. We're all like, this is made mainly a drinking party. Um, There's a lot of riding the bus, playing quarters. Um, Cheers to the president. Is that what it's called? Oh, cheers to the governor. Uh, Something. Fuck the president, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. We play a lot of drinking games. We do um, a white elephant this year, my gift was a Waterboy and an Uber Eats gift card. I did my own package. How vain, right? Like, who brings their own packaging to a Christmas party as their gift? Anyways, uh, Connor's gift, he got a bunch of random stuff from the store and, like, a gift card. And it's just so fun. We do the white, we do the white elephant gift exchange. Then we do a little potluck situation. And then just to catch up with people. So I had nothing to be worried about. Connor had a great time um, chatting with with all the friends, getting to know everyone. And I had a good night with my girlfriends. We stayed up until 4 a.m., literally 4 a.m. Sometimes I'm like, what in the world? Like, how do we even get to this point? And then we had to leave at 10 a.m. That was technically the checkout. So overnight was the storm. And my parents kept telling me, like, Jenna, you need to be careful about this winter storm. You're going to get stuck there. Connor might not want to come visit you in Ohio because he's going to get stuck here. All the flights are going to be canceled. You're not going to be able to drive on the streets. So we wake up the next morning and the the doors outside of our Airbnb, I forgot to mention that. This year we did it in an Airbnb. Prior years, we've always done it in one of our family's houses. But I thought to myself, you know what? We're 25. Like, I don't think our parents really want to deal with us being up at 4 a.m. anymore. My parents might want to just because they want to be a part of it and they want to see everyone. But I decided to get an Airbnb for all of my friends this year. And I feel like that was a kind of proud moment for me. I was, you know, really happy to do that, kind of help organize it this year to make sure it happened. And so in the morning... There was this big door over by the kitchen onto a porch and the doors apparently swung open in the middle of the night because of the winds. And so our friend Moss that was sleeping on the couch on the complete other side of the room was like, yeah, I woke up and I was getting snowed on and we thought he was just being so dramatic. We're like, oh, whatever. Like, yeah, you were cold. There were blankets all over. There were blankets in every single, um, closet and apparently like no one knew, but anyways, um, Then we all go out there and there's a giant pile of snow in the kitchen. And I'm like, oh my God, he was not kidding. (laughs) Like the snow, it was snowing inside. So that happened. Um, One of the beds broke. No worries there. I think it's going to be covered by insurance. Um, The Airbnb host messaged me as soon as we left the house. Like no sooner, no later than 10 minutes after we left. And I get a message with a photo of a broken bed frame. And I'm like, who did it like own up right now. Um, but I don't think that I'm going to be charged for it luckily. And then the last thing that happened was, 
I'm still so confused. So my friend Emily, you guys have met Emily before if you've listened to the podcast. Um, she's been on it. She lives in New York City. And she had her phone all night, okay? Like literally all night long. She was texting people. She was taking pictures. And in the morning as we're about to leave, she can't find her phone. So we're like, that's not possible. I don't, like, where would it have gone? And her mom did stay the night, actually. Her mom was the only parent that came. She just wanted to come and hang out with us. Actually, Connor and I ended up talking to her for a good majority of the night about ayahuasca. Oh, wow. That's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. You guys, I might be going on an ayahuasca trip in 2023. <laughs> if I do, I'll have to tell you all of the, all of the details about it. Um, but basically, we were talking to her. We're like, call your mom. Maybe she has it. Whatever. We track her phone, and it is at some random smoke shop on Quincy Avenue in Cleveland. And so we're asking all of our friends, like, did anyone happen to go to an, a, a smoke shop last night? And, like, maybe they took Emily's phone on accident. I'm so confused. Three of our friends left the night of uh, of the party. One of our friends doesn't drink, and he has an apartment close by, so he just drove a couple of the guys home. We're like, maybe they accidentally took it. Like, wh- I don't understand. So we call... Well, I don't call the smoke shop. I'm just relaying the information. So they call the smoke shop and they say, yeah, so late last night, some there was a short guy that came in here and he was trying to sell us an iPhone and then he was charging the iPhone in the store. And so apparently Emily's phone was dead and when they charged the phone in the store, it turned on and then that's when it updated her location. And... <laughs> First of all, we're all like, are we being pranked? Like, how did it possibly get there? What do you mean? Like, no one left the house. It was storming the night of. We're like, did somebody break into the house and that's why the doors were open upstairs? But I don't think that's possible because we were all up until 4 a.m. So when would that have even happened? I don't know. There's a lot of things that are not making any sense right now. So we're in this big group chat of all of our friends. There's like 20 some of us in it. And we're all texting about this iPhone, being like, who, how did this happen? Sure enough, our friend Moss gets a text from some random number, and it says, I stole the phone. It was smelly. <laughs> what? That's all it said. I stole, the sm- I stole the phone. It was smelly. So we all type in this phone number, trying to see if it matches any of our contacts, and it doesn't. So we're like, did this person literally steal Emily's phone somehow, some way, whether he broke into the house or it was somewhere. I don't know. We're like, Emily, recall your steps. Were you outside at any point? Like, I don't understand. So that kind of became the joke of the day. Um, and then following that, following that, we all left the Airbnb around 11 a.m. Connor was flying back to Florida. That's where his family is. And um, so he had two flights actually because he's like he knew that one of them was going to get canceled he had one at 11 a.m and one at 1 30 p.m sure enough the night before they were both canceled so he decided the night before that he was going to try to rent a car and drive to charlotte since charlotte is where his layover is so he gets a car sure enough in cleveland takes him like I don't even know what the math is, maybe like 11 hours to get down to Charlotte just because the roads were so bad. Gets to Charlotte late last night, stays at a hotel, wakes up early this morning. He gets to Fort Myers um, and then they're in Naples. So 
basically, a lot of people are kind of stranded here right now and this episode will be coming out after the holidays. But just want to say, if you're traveling for the holidays, be very careful driving on the roads. Also, I'm so sorry to anyone if, if any of you or your family members had to miss the holidays because of the storm. Ho- traveling during the holidays alone is just so stressful. I actually, oh, I haven't told you guys this story yet. So when I was coming back to Cleveland, I had a whole debacle as well. Let me tell you about it, okay? Sit down, buckle up. I had my original flight to leave Cleveland at 11 a.m., okay? And then I had to fly into Dallas and I had a layover and I would be leaving Dallas at 1.40 p.m. to get to Cleveland at 4.30 p.m. Okay, so I get to the airport. Both of my flights get delayed. I'm like, okay, no big deal because then I'll still be on time. You know, I can still make the second flight. The thing about Austin Airport, I love it because there's so many like really good restaurants that are more local places. By the way, I always get the percolator smoothie from Juiceland. It tastes different every single time. Sometimes they add too much cinnamon. Sometimes it tastes more like uh, chocolate. Other times it tastes just straight up like bananas. But it's kind of like Russian roulette. You know, you never know what you're going to get. And I enjoy it every time. So both flights get delayed. I'm like, okay, cool. First flight gets delayed. And then it gets delayed again. And then a third time. And so sure enough, my first flight that was supposed to leave at 11 to get me to Dallas before the 140 ended up getting delayed, I think, until 3.30 p.m. So I'm freaking out because if I don't even get to Dallas, then I'm not going to be able to get to Cleveland until the following day, which it really wasn't that big of a deal in the grand scheme of thing because I didn't have any rush. I wasn't planning to go anywhere in Cleveland. I actually decided to fly out a day earlier, knowing that I was probably going to get cancellations. So I go up to a desk that has a 12 p.m. flight to Dallas, and I get on the standby for that. Sure enough, I get onto the flight. I'm like, okay, awesome. I'm going to make it to Dallas just in time to get onto my flight to Cleveland. Okay, what I didn't know which I don't know if anyone knows this, is this just common information that maybe I was not up to date with, is that when you get put on a standby or if your original flight gets delayed until past your second flight, they will automatically rebook you. You don't have the option to say like, no, I want to keep my original flight. So what happened was when I got on the standby, I got down to Dallas and I had about five minutes people were already boarding the plane I didn't even think to go up to the service counter or anything because I was so hungry I went to the little convenience store grabbed a bottle of water and a banana nut uh, muffin by the way those muffins that are in bags at the um, airport are so moist so good I look forward to them every time that I'm at the airport just so I can get one of these muffins I have it in hand I'm running back to the gate I I'm in line to board the plane I have out my American app. In the past year, I've been flying American all the time just because I get um, I get points for it. And so as I'm about to board the plane, I open my fat mouth. I shouldn't have even said anything. I should have just tried to see if it would scan. And I said, I got on a standby flight, so I've, I made it in time to be on this flight. As soon as I said standby, the guy at the counter was like, oh, you're wrong. I don't even remember exactly what he said. I kind of blacked out for a, ma- a minute because... First of all, I mean, any type of confrontation with <laughs> with somebody at an airport is always terrifying to me because they are in control of when you get home or where you get to where you need to go. And so he pulls me aside 
basically says, you were taken off of this flight and so we put someone else in your seat and then I'm like, so you're telling me that there's no open seats on this flight, even if I'm not in the original seat. I mean, whatever. So I get put on standby. I am literally, quite literally, standing by. I mean, I guess they call it something. I guess they call it that for a reason. So the woman that was working the counter, she was so nice, so understanding. And she takes me and this other guy who was also on standby in front of me, which I was just so mad at myself because I was like, if I would have known that I needed to get on standby, I wouldn't have gotten this freaking muffin. I would have gone straight to the service counter, probably would have gotten in line first, probably would have gotten on this flight. So she takes us down the bridge. We're standing outside of the plane, like literally a foot away from getting onto the plane, waiting to hear if there's enough room for us. Sure enough, she comes back, and the one guy they have room for. So they take him on the plane, they take me off the plane, and that older guy that was working at the counter was on the plane. He gets off, and he looks me in the face and says, get out of the way. And I'm like, uh, that was rude. (laughs) Like, that was so uncalled for. Go back up to the service counter. And I'm like, okay, now what? Like, what are my options here? So they originally had me on the 9 p.m. flight that would have gotten me into Cleveland around 1 a.m. or 12.30 or something like that. And I'm like, oh my God, that is just so inconvenient. That's going to be almost an eight-hour layover here in Dallas. I don't have anything to do, whatever. But like, I mean, like I said, it was not the end of the world. I actually posted on my story. I said, if anyone is at the Dallas airport and wants to hang out, let me know. And they ended up being able to change my flight to the 5.30 flight. So I only ended up hanging out in the Dallas airport for about three and a half hours, three and a half, four hours. Um, And it was totally fine. I went to some restaurant and I got two margaritas. I thought that they were shitty margaritas, but then it turns out that they weren't because I was very tipsy. And I got some type of burger. And then, oh my gosh, what else happened? Oh, people told me to go to the... um, like the lounge at the airport. I go there. Sure enough, it's closed. I'm like, I'm just, this is not my day. (laughs) This is not my day. But at least, you know, I was getting back to Cleveland in time. And then shortly after, Connor got to Cleveland. So that was my traveling story. And if anybody had delays, this is your reminder to be nice to the people working the counter. Because if you're a bitch to them, they're not going to want to try to help you (laughs) to change your flight and help get you home or get you to wherever you need to go. So just a reminder, holiday season in general is so chaotic and stressful. Everyone has high tensions. So just be nice because I literally don't think that they would have changed my flight to the 530 if I wasn't just kind. And that is my story about traveling. The second episode, the second part of this episode that I wanted to get into was on my story last night, I posted a questions that said, tell me about your peaks and your pits of the year. Basically, the point of it was I just wanted to share that like there were so many people that were sharing the exact same thing, but some people were considering it a peak and some people were considering it a pit. And I also wanted to just share that amongst all of the challenges and struggles of the past year that, you know, you can still find a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. You can still find something to be optimistic about or something to look forward for in the new year. And what I realized after reading a lot of these pits and peaks was, oh my God, like I have no right to complain about the things that I was complaining about because it makes me so sad to see some of the things that you guys, my followers, my listeners 
have struggled with this past year. I mean, so many people lost family members or they got diagnosed with with some type of health issue. Um, A lot of people that were struggling with similar things like me with anxiety or body dysmorphia, um, you know, just a lot of people struggling with things with their job and feeling lost or losing a friend or, you know, going through a horrible breakup, being cheated on. Just a lot of these awful things that I wouldn't want to wish upon anyone. So it was kind of hard to read some of those challenges. And I just want to say that I'm so grateful that so many of you guys are willing and open to sharing intimate details about your life with me because, you know, sometimes I get on this podcast and I share a lot about my life and I just want you to know that I do enjoy hearing about your life. And doing the events this past year, I feel like, was my first taste of being able to actually see the people that support me. And to know that you guys have struggled this year makes me really, really sad. But to also know that you guys have had some of the most incredible moments of your life this year also makes me really happy. Um, One of the things that a lot of people said was they were struggling with infertility issues. And then a lot of people said that this past year, they, you know, were able to have their first baby this year, which is amazing. And then some people said they went through a horrible breakup, they got cheated on. Some people said that they were lucky enough to be able to get out of a toxic relationship or they were able to meet the love of their life or they got engaged, they got married, whatever it may be. And so I think sometimes when you see people that are doing the complete opposite of what you're doing, like for example, you know, somebody just got married and it's the highlight of the year, or maybe you just got divorced, it can be hard to see other people kind of celebrating in these good things that came to them when all you're thinking about is the bad. So I encourage you to just think about, you know, some of the highlights that happened this past year, but more importantly, think about what can happen next year and how your energy and your attitude right now can help foster good things to happen for you in 2023. So with that, I wanted to share some of my peaks and pits of 2022. And like I said, after reading other people's struggles, it just makes me realize how little mine are does that invalidate my feelings? No, not at all. But it helps, you know, put life in perspective and realize like this really isn't as big of a deal in my life as I thought it was. If you are really stuck on gift ideas for your family and you have no idea what to get someone for the holidays, you can head over to my landing page, macy's.com forward slash FOW for all of my gift ideas for your sister, your mom, grandma, grandpa, your boyfriend, whoever it may be in your life this holiday season that you are gift shopping for. And if you're really, really stuck, you can never go wrong with a gift card and allow them to pick out whatever they want. You can find gift cards at macy's.com forward slash gift cards. So starting out, I think probably the biggest pit in my life this past year was struggling with acne. I mean, it just has so much to do with how you feel about yourself and your confidence and also struggling with my confidence this year. You know, when you don't feel good in your own skin, I saw a lot of people say that they've been struggling with acne or hair loss or weight gain or some of these things that when your identity, your physical appearance you don't feel identifies with who you are and like when you look in the mirror you don't recognize who you are it can be really hard to feel like yourself or to feel confident and when you're not confident it really does affect your life in so many different aspects like my friendships this past year or my relationship with Connor this past year you know my relationship with myself most importantly I have struggled with it a lot this year and 
One thing that I've said multiple times is that confidence is such a facade. You can look at anyone and say, oh my God, she's so confident because, you know, she speaks her mind or she does things that like maybe I wouldn't have the confidence to do. But to that I say, I think it's all, I mean, it's not all a show, but for me, a lot of it this past year has been a show is just like, you know, trying to put on a good face and trying to like present myself in a way that I would want people to see me, which is confident and secure. And the reality is that I'm definitely not a lot of those things. And it's a struggle. It's such a struggle, especially when, you know, I'm sitting on a podcast every week and I'm trying to give advice or I'm trying to be insightful. And a lot of the times I don't even feel good about myself. So it's like, you know, the hypocrisy of putting out advice when I'm not even taking it. So that was probably the biggest thing that I struggled with this year. And like I said, I'm so fortunate that out of all the struggles in the world, that's the main thing for me. And so my 2023 is focused on grounding myself and figuring out who I am. And I think that in itself will really, really help build that confidence. Another pit that I had this year, (laughs) and when I say pit, this was like literally a couple weeks ago, is my multi-potentialite era. (laughs) I just did a podcast about this, but a lot of people said, I have achieved everything in my life that I ever wanted. And I still feel so empty and so lost and so unfulfilled. I have no idea who I am. And I just don't know what to do with my life. And that is one thing that I've struggled with this year is just, you know, I kind of completed a lot of the things that I said I was going to do. And yet I still feel like it's not enough. And that's such a shelf, shellfish. <laughs> that's such a shellfish, you know, selfish thing for me to feel. And then I, you know, I feel guilty that I feel that way. And then I start you know, dabbling into all these different interests that I have. Like, should I be a hairdresser? Should I do wedding makeup? Should I work in a bridal store? And then I'm getting mad at myself because I can't make up my mind about what path I want to follow. And so feeling that way for a couple of months and just not really knowing what the direction of my life was is kind of hard because it also takes some decisiveness to to just decide on one path. And as someone that is very indecisive, that was difficult as well. And when you can't decide, you're just sitting there and you're like, oh my God, days, weeks, months are passing me by and I just have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. And it's just overwhelming. So if if you're out there and you're feeling this way, like I don't know what my purpose is, I really think you should go and listen to that episode. It was one of my most recent ones and I just kind of talk about all of those feelings and how it doesn't need to be you know, a negative thing. We don't need to beat ourselves up because we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what our career is because it can actually be like a really great thing and can empower you to explore different areas of your life. Anyways, my next pit is, let me pull up my notes app. I kind of forget. Oh, well, this is self-explanatory. My home decorating flop era. Okay. Um, that was like actually 11 months straight of decorating flops. So it started with the apartment and just literally could not figure this shit out. I would go to Home Goods every single day, which to an extent it kind of became like Home Goods. I just wanted to go there just for something to do. And I would just find myself buying all of this shit that I don't actually need. And my issue with the home decorating thing is I'll buy things that I like individually, but then you put it all together in a house and it looks like shit. It looks so incohesive. And then you start sharing it online and then people are telling you, yeah, it doesn't look good. And then you, you know, you're getting a little frustrated. No one understood the frustration that it takes to decorate your house until you have to do it for the first time. Because in college, 
I didn't really care what it looked like. I'm like, I'm going to be here for a semester or for a year. I don't need to invest in, you know, good furniture. And so I think after college, I kind of had that same mentality is like, I'm still renting a house right now. I don't know how long I'm going to be in this house. It's not necessarily the house that I, you know, I don't want my house to be the exact same vibe when I own one as it is now. So why would I get furniture that fits this vibe when in a couple years I'm going to want a different one? So that's why I justify getting, you know, maybe some cheap shit that doesn't last and is not the best quality. And then, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, why did I just waste money on cheap shit when I should have invested? Anyways, the decorating flop era, that was a big, that was a big pit for me. Another pit (laughs) was not really having any idea how to have a puppy. Connor and I talked about this. I did an episode about dogs on weekdays, you know, some of the challenges and struggles of getting a dog that you maybe don't think entirely through before you make a huge, huge life commitment to literally caring and raising a living, breathing animal in this world. So I'm not going to lie, we did struggle for the first couple of months and it did put quite a bit of a strain on our relationship when we were still in a relatively new relationship, we were living together and we got a puppy and so it's like, oh my god, are we ever going to make it out of this? Like, is it ever going to get easier? And my mom did say, having a baby is easier than raising a puppy, but I'm like, okay, I don't know what you're trying to tell me here, but I'm not having any grandchildren for you anytime soon. So don't get any ideas. You're not convincing me to have babies anytime soon. But the pit or the peak, I guess, is that after a couple of months, we really did figure out how to kind of balance our schedule, try to basically build a schedule around Quincy so we can make sure that he's playing enough, he's eating at the same time every day. You know, like he's still living his good puppy life and everything worked out so if you're getting a puppy for Christmas, um, just beware. The first couple of months might be really difficult and it will eventually get easier. So don't give up. Next thing was, oh, I kind of mentioned this, but just not knowing how to balance my time anymore. I was really stressed every day. Um, I struggled with anxiety this year, which I've really truly never felt. So, you know, people will say all the time like, oh, I'm anxious or I don't know. I, I, I've been anxious before where I've been like excited or I've been nervous about something and you're just anxious, you know, you're kind of giddy. But I've never felt anxiety to the point where it's like crippling inside of you and to the point where you're overthinking things and you can't go out or you can't pick an outfit because you're just in your head about what people are going to think about you or, you know, who's going to be somewhere. And it's just, it's really, really all consuming. And this is the first year that I've really felt it on a personal level and I've never been able to really empathize with people that have and I'm you know I'm happy for that but also knowing what it feels like now I just completely understand when people say that they're anxious about something or they're dealing with anxiety so anyone who's struggling this year um I am too so you're not alone um one of my goals for the new year which I've said in the next episode that's going to come out is I'm really committing time to finding a good therapist and being consistent next year because I do think that'll help. And you guys, if I do go on this ayahuasca trip, it's supposed to help with like anxiety and trauma and releasing bad energy from you so that you can, I don't know, something about your chakras. I'm not really sure, but I'm hoping maybe that'll help. Um, And then just some other things like, you know, struggling with body dysmorphia and not being able to find a balance between eating healthy and 
eating out and then working out, but then not being obsessed with it. You know, just a lot of issues that a lot of people struggle with. So those are kind of my pits. But most importantly, let's get to the peaks because at the end of every tunnel, there is a light. Unless you are in a subway and it's fully underground, then there's not going to be any light. But let's just picture that you're driving through a mountain and there's light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. My peaks this year. Alex Earl. Period. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. Alex Earl existing. Um, I feel as though she has been quite a bit of a peak in a lot of people's lives lately. <laughs> just for the fact that I love watching her videos. I don't know. I watched a video recently someone else made and they said, Alex Earl to our generation is what Charlie and Addison Ray are to like the younger generation, you know? Like just this infatuation with someone where they are growing so rapidly and you just want to watch every single video that they post. You just want to root for them. So yeah, I mean, I started wearing white eyeliner. I'm looking into getting her contour. You know, I just, her existing kind of made TikTok about her place at the moment, but that was kind of a joke. Okay. One of my real peaks though is, like I said, meeting thousands of you guys at the events that I've hosted this past year and hearing about where you come from, hearing about your stories, and then also just being able to celebrate life moments with you. I remember there were a couple girls that were celebrating their 21st birthdays at my events this year. Um, There were people that came to my anniversary event with their mom. They traveled with their mom just to come, which was absolutely insane, like getting to be able to spend time with your family and be at my event. Like, what a special thing. People that were celebrating their bachelorette parties, um, celebrating graduating college, Like, if you look back at this past year, I'm positive that you can find at least one, you know, good takeaway of what happened to you this year. And so for me, it was being able to celebrate some of those moments with you. And this upcoming year, I am planning to do way more events. So be on the lookout of that. This is a quick reminder. um, I'm not going to be doing any episodes in the month of January. Another one of my peaks is that I re-signed with Macy's, which means... In the past year that I've been doing podcasting, I have not taken a single week off. And sometimes that means that I have to record episodes on a pair of headphones because I don't have equipment around me. But this upcoming year, I signed um, another contract with Macy's and I have January off. So I'll be recording in advance, you know, make sure that I'm behind my schedule and I'll be scheduling a bunch of events. So in order to keep up with those, join my Facebook group. It is Fun on Weekdays podcast on Facebook. I have a couple different groups. So if you're listening to this, you're moving to a new city, you're looking for a new job, a new roommate, just looking for a new friend, or looking for advice, that group basically is a catch-all for anything and everything that you could possibly ever want to know. I have a networking page for anything career-related. I have a um, a roommates and a sublease page if in case you're moving, you're looking for a new house. And then I also have a buy-sell page. So That's in addition to the main page. Um, So go and join that because that's where I'll be posting a lot of my updates for events. Another peak that I had this year was just starting to feel purposeful with charity events that I've done in the past year. I did two this past year. I'm looking to do six in the upcoming year. And my next one is going to be January 22nd. Mark your calendars. It will be at Blue Norther in Austin, Texas. Blue Norther is where I've done the past two events. My friend Hallie... Um, She works there. She helps me kind of coordinate it. And we're going to be doing another clothing drive. So before you empty out your closet of things that you don't wear anymore, that don't fit you, that you just want to get rid of, hold on to them for just a little bit longer. 
Um, two days before, on Friday and Saturday, we'll be accepting any donations that you want to bring. You can just come and drop them off, and that is literally it. I'll take them off your hands. And then on Sunday, I don't know the time just yet, but we're basically going to set up this like giant kind of pop-up garage shop where you can come in, you can buy things for a very, very discounted things that come from, you know, PR from people that donate for free, clothes that come from some of my social media friends, and then also just like, you know, clothes that come from you guys that are good quality clothes in good condition. And it's kind of like a little swap. The last time I did it, it was for Uvalde. I think we raised around $5,800. I get confused by the number every time. I think it's that. And so this year, my goal is to raise $8,000 since I'm going to be doing it in advance. And yeah, please, please come if you're in the area. It's free to attend. We'll have drinks there. Um, Maybe we'll have a food truck this time. I'm sure we'll have music of some sort. And it'll just be a fun thing to do on a Saturday. So that is one of my peaks as well this year. Let's see, what else do we have? Okay, moving into a house with Connor and Quincy and figuring out our puppy situation. I think Connor and I did a podcast recently. It's called Couplish Podcast, and it's with Iskra and Philip Lawrence. And I just love Iskra. She is seriously one of the kindest, most genuine people I've ever met through the internet. They had me on their podcast, and we kind of talked about how a lot of our relationship happened very backwards. Connor and I lived together in LA before we were dating and then we said I loved you before we were dating and then like then we started dating and then we moved in together and it's just like a lot of things happened kind of backwards but the one thing that did happen when we wanted it to was moving into a house together and so that was a huge step and you know I mean I don't know could be the last time that I ever potentially live in an apartment or like by myself ever again who knows um Yeah, there's a lot of pressure. I've seen some videos recently of people saying, I predict in 2023, Jenna and Connor will be engaged. You guys, I am here to clear the air. That is not on the schedule. That is not on the calendar. We are both so consumed in what we're doing individually that like, it's not on the radar. So I just want to say, yeah, maybe don't Maybe don't bring up engagement or babies with anyone in your life. Maybe don't make anyone feel pressured. Um, It's okay. Everyone's on their own timeline and things will happen whenever they want them to, whenever you want them to. So if you're on the receiving end of it, just know that there's no rush, okay? You can do whatever you want to whenever it feels right for you. And let's see. Some other things was getting to see my family more in this past year than I have in the past few years. I'm very fortunate that we've been able to see each other um, I think like four or five times this year. I'm home for the holidays. They came to Cleve or they came to what's it called? They came to Texas. Oh my god, I forgot what state I lived in. They came to Texas for Thanksgiving. Got to see my family more. And in the past couple of years I didn't really get to do that. So that was a nice peak. Also got to go on a trip with Aaron recently to Park City, Utah, and that was fun. Being able to bring my sister on a brand trip. We had a lot of fun together. Making some sister memories. Another peak was hitting a million downloads in less than a year of fun on weekdays and then also hitting my one-year anniversary of podcasting. That was huge. Um, Sometimes I don't really conceptualize just how many people listen to this. And so thank you for being here. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, my life has changed. I hope that your life has changed in some way. And yeah, if anything, I just hope that I can be kind of a friend for you through your headphones right now or through your 
car, I guess, wherever you're listening to this podcast. And I want to say, if you have enjoyed listening to my podcast in the past year or this episode or any episode, I would love if you gave me a review on Apple or Spotify. It does help me with ratings and downloads and being able to try and get other people to see the podcast and grow this community. So I would love it. Leave me a review. Another thing, okay, these are kind of some light topics. My last three and then I'll wrap it up for you so you can get on with the holidays is the green dress that I wore to my best friend Sarah's wedding. Slay. I have never felt more gorgeous in my life. Um, Yeah, that dress in itself kind of made my year. But my best friend Sarah getting married also made my year more than the dress, I have to say. Just, oh my gosh, she's my first, like, really close friend to get married. And I cried all weekend long. It was such a special moment, and we became so much closer as friends, too. And I was kind of worried, you know, like, your friend gets married, and you kind of think that they just fall off the earth, and, you know, you're never going to talk to them again. You're giving them away. That is simply not what happened with me and Sarah. I feel like it just made us so much closer as friends. We talk more. It kind of like reignited our friendship, especially being kind of long distance. She lives in Florida. I live in Texas. And I'm just so, so happy for her. And I don't know. I don't know. It was just one of the peaks of my year is seeing someone that I love and care about so much to be so happy and to be so loved herself. Another thing was being able to see Parker McCollum at the Moody Center. So a couple years ago, I was dating this guy in Austin when in summer 2019 that I had met one of the summers I was interning and he introduced me to Parker McCollum. I don't like to mention that because I like to think that he is my own. I don't want to associate him, but he did. He took me to my first concert. It was at House of Blues in Houston and there were maybe 200 people there. It was a very small, intimate concert. I've seen him at um, Nutty Brown. I've seen him at Saxon's Pub. I've gone to, I think, I think I want to say it was my sixth concert that I went to at the Moody Center. It was sold out, and gosh, I just love him so much. I just, he's my, probably my favorite artist, and seeing him, like, dance on stage is something very new for me. Um, yeah, great experience. Loved it. Loved it. He's awesome. And the last thing is Heidi Klum as a worm. I don't know why, but just any day, like, I randomly get the image of her popping up again when she dressed up as a worm for Halloween, and it's just so funny to me, and I love that she did that. As a supermodel, that is so gorgeous. She could be literally anything, and she chose to be a worm. So I thought that was a universal, you know, kind of peak of 2020. So those are my peaks and pits, pits and peaks, highs and lows, whatever you want to call it. And I'm so thankful to have you all here one more episode of 2022 and then we'll be right back at it bigger and better more fun more energy more events more everything in 2023 i'm so excited happy holidays you guys whatever you celebrate whatever you don't celebrate end of the year huge moment let's get excited okay i'll talk to you guys next week yes next week last episode And that episode is going to be all about New Year's resolutions. So stay tuned and I'll talk to you guys then. Bye.